Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this league presents the NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. You like that? You like that? Yeah. This war room. football. Here's your host, Scott Bogman. Welcome back to the war room, everyone. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I am joined by CK at C O P I E P S on the Twitter machine. And today on the show, we're going to talk about the NFC West team needs for all of those teams and. I don't know. It's uh, it's a probably a better division than I will give it credit for. But there's uh, three teams need a lot of work. One team needs a quarterback. We know we know who is who here. Uh, not a, a lot of ton of surprises there. We're also going to be talking about the final draft order because the Super Bowl is over. The 2022 season is in the books. The Chiefs are champions once again. And CK, what a Super Bowl we had this year it was outstanding the opposite of the national championship game yeah that, that is true <laughs> yes a lot of people watched it the sad disappointing part was they couldn't get the field figured out I hate to see all the slips right that was Ooh. so annoying 800 grand the nfl paid for that field too and we watched i don't know how many times the was it the eagles that all changed out their cleats or at least a ton of them they showed them just piled up on the sidelines i was like well i guess if you had to figure it out so that that was disappointing to see all that they couldn't get that figured out. But the game itself was awesome. A little anticlimactic at the end, but I thought it was the right call. I don't know about you, but I thought it was the right call watching it live. Yeah, they had missed a call previous, like right before the end of the half, too, where Kansas City could have been in position to kick a field goal and get three points, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where Bradbury is a much worse hold than the final one where Bradbury just grabbed Juju's wrist and was like holding his arm back. So they missed that one. I wouldn't say that this was a makeup call. I would say it's more of a karma call. Like you missed that one in the first half that was so egregious. But I mean, refs miss calls on every play. I mean, you know, there were plenty of Eagles fans that had uh, screen grabs of someone grabbing an Eagles guy's face mask, you know, but you can go back and forth on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, look, I had um, watching Nick Sirianni this year kind of made me not like him that much, you know, um, just this yelling at the fans in Indy after the ownership fired Frank Reich was a weird move. Um, you know, he was always screaming in people's faces and stuff, but him after the game coming out and saying, Hey, look, one call doesn't make the whole game. The chiefs were the better team, all that stuff. James Bradbury saying I held him, you know, I thought 
those were incredibly classy moves by those guys. I mean, classy is kind of an overused statement. I don't know what else to say about it. I thought it was really good for those guys to throw water on that so that we didn't get this whole conspiracy theory NFL games or script crap that we keep getting um, from a bunch of people. Uh, I thought it was incredibly classy moves by those guys to do that. Um, I mean, Sirianni went way up in my book. I mean, obviously a great head coach too. you know, coaches his team to the Super Bowl. And then Juju kind of, you know, I love Juju, but Jesus, what are you doing on Twitter the day after stupid? He's Just shut a, up and take your dub. You know, he's got a Juju. Like the talent is there, right? But he's not. He is this super diva wide receiver who has never quite proven to be. I mean, he's not Chad Johnson. He's not Trell Owens. He is very good underneath. And now you're about to be a free agent and just like you said, you just want a Super Bowl, dude. Slow your roll here. Go. Yeah. Go get paid somewhere. Don't go and blow it off. And A.J. Brown, we don't really hear A.J. Brown a whole lot, but A.J. Brown clapping back at everybody, which was kind of interesting to see. I mean, A.J. Brown was a big crybaby when the Eagles uh, won in the divisional round because he wasn't getting the ball. And they're up by like 14 points and he's over there pouting like he's kind of shown his his colors, too. Game-wise, I was surprised on how they stopped. The Eagles went with this super conservative offense, I thought. That was surprising to me, too, in the game-wise. I thought you'd see more. They took a few deep shots early to A.J. Brown, but after that, it was – I mean, they win with running. We've said that before. They win with running, but they basically – after Devonta Smith started the game red hot, I don't know if we ever heard about his ankle. He kind of left the game for a while with an ankle, and then they they just didn't even target him in the second half. It felt he like. came back after one play after I rolling know. it, you know, but they never, he, they never got him the ball. They stopped attempting deep passes. Like I don't hardly remember any play action with as well as you're running the ball play action and, and hit AJ Brown deep, like take advantage yeah. of the fact you have him. And they just completely went to this really, really short attack, which it can work. They can I mean, win they like scored. That. They yeah. put up 35 points, but I was way more disappointed in the Eagles defense than, um, no you know, cause Look, I, you know, admittedly, I uh, didn't want to bet the outcome of this game, and I didn't because I thought it was going to be so close. Uh, I thought Philly would win because the defense, uh, the defensive line in particular, is so overwhelming most of the time. They just didn't do it, you know, and even when they were back there, Mahomes was moving good enough to avoid sacks and make plays downfield, and um, that was really, I mean, the second half was really the juju half where, like you said, you know, you're going to protect over top. We'll take everything underneath and dink and dunk hand it to Pacheco on misdirections for first downs and go to Kelsey when we need a big play. That's exactly what they did. It's the same stuff they've been doing all year and you won in the Super Bowl. and, you know, Mahomes, I mean, when Mahomes rolled his ankle again, right before halftime, I was like, Ooh, are we going to get Chad Henney in the second half? But they shot him up with the good stuff, and uh, you could tell they must have done it before halftime too, because he walked straight into the locker room, no limp, no nothing. He was a happy guy. He was a happy yeah, man. Yeah, after at that being, point. he looked miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, the Welsh put out, you know, a funny tweet. It was like when baseball. Yeah, when uh, Yahoo still won't make Otani one player, and it was uh, Mahomes in agony. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it was it was a good Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes won MVP, um, which is fine. I thought this might be one of those where, like, you know, because they have given the MVP uh, to uh, to the losing side before. Hurts with four touchdowns, man. It's a little bit of hero ball from him. I mean, he didn't have to run in all four of those. Could have given one to Miles Sanders. 
and then one more pass to Skymore, I would have hit a big parlay. But, uh, you know, um, <laughs> could have done a little more for me there, Jalen. Uh, but, I mean, the Eagles had an outstanding season. They're one of the teams that's best suited uh, for this year as well. Um, you know, and the Chiefs, you got to win these championships now, um, you know, until because that Mahomes contract is going to eat up a lot of cap space pretty quick here. Right? I think I saw, I read it somewhere online that it was the first time we've had a Super Bowl winner where the quarterback is at least like 11% or some 12% somewhere around there of the, of the team's cap at this point. And you wow. just said it, it's only going to get worse too for them. It's going to keep getting higher and higher. Now you mentioned like a guy like Pacheco, right? That's what they need to keep hitting on. If they're going to keep winning here, these seventh round guys, these late picks that are cheap and can they keep hitting on them? And they hit Pacheco. They had a couple of corners that were rookies starting Williams, this game. Yeah. Leo Chanel played a big part of this as a mid-round linebacker. So if you can keep hitting on those guys, then their window is as long as Patrick Mahomes wants to play. It was Joe Burrow who just said that. But guess what, Joe? Patrick Mahomes is going to be in Kansas City for all of your window, too. So yeah, yeah, it ain't Burrowhead. We know that. Nope. So but yeah, uh, Eagles, great season. Good for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts looked awesome. I, you could have I could have easily been convinced that Jalen Hurts was the MVP of that game. Uh Big play was the Kadarius Tony punt return. That was huge. Huge short field after that. That was like the only big special teams play we got the entire game, but massive play. Huge acquisition at the trade deadline by Kansas City. Yeah, Tony. I, and it's so funny that they had, you would never have thought that they had to go out and get a wide receiver at the deadline either because, you know, they signed Juju to the one year deal. Uh, they drafted Sky Moore. Miko Hardman had taken a step, but he was hurt for this game. So he didn't play and he was hurt midseason too. So they go out and get, yeah, they signed MVS. Like they had um, plenty of weapons, uh, but they still had to go get Kadarius Tony. And, uh, you know, thank God for them they did uh, because he comes up with a huge play in the Super Bowl, scores a touchdown on that little misdirection play as well. So, um, you know, Hats off to the Chiefs. They're now picking 32 out of 32. The Eagles are 31, and we now have a final draft order. Um, so let's just go through, uh, you know, because obviously we know 1 through 18. We went through those earlier. But moving forward, 19 after Detroit and Pittsburgh, uh, Tampa Bay, 19. Seattle is 20. Miami forfeited, but they would have been picking 21st. And we have gone back and forth on what it is. I'm just going to say that that counts, right? It's easier. So, it's easier to keep track of them, especially after the first round. We just got to pick one anyway. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to say that that pick counts. So 32 out of 32, we're not going to say 31st player or 32nd, but we're just going to say what the actual number of the pick is. I mean, uh, they're not going to make, make us wait 15 minutes, right? I, it's just going to oh, say Miami not. is forfeited. Oh, please don't do that. Just say this Miami pick is not available. We are on to the Chargers. Yes. Uh, I mean, fingers crossed. Uh, I would like Roger to come out and say why it's not available. <laughs> like, uh, you know. I talked to Tom Brady, so they do not get to make this selection. Here we go. On to the Chargers. Didn't they lose another draft pick next year, too, in like the third round for talking to, to Sean Payton or somebody? It was they lost another one. I don't remember when it is, but they did. They've lost two yeah, for tampering. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Don't tamper. It's uh, it's bad news. They might lose more uh, after the Brian Flores stuff comes down too. So, uh, we'll we'll see uh, about that. Miami uh, might be putting themselves in some bad spots here. Uh, but so anyway, Miami is at uh twenty one. Then we've got uh the Chargers at twenty two, the Ravens at twenty three, Minnesota at twenty four. Um. 
The divisional round losers were next. 25 is Jacksonville. 26 is the Giants. 27 is Dallas. 28 is Buffalo. Title games, conference championships, losers, Cincinnati 29, San Francisco 30, which has been traded to New Orleans for the Sean Payton deal through like six other teams. Uh, Philly is 31, and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, are 32. So uh, we have the final draft order. So, you know, if Philly or Kansas City is going to get Bijan, it's probably closer to the back end than the front end. We know that for fantasy, but um, I mean, more and more, we keep hearing these rumors about the top end of the draft and what the Colts want, what the Bears want. And um, CK, just what have you been hearing about the very top of the draft and some of these rumors that have been happening? Well, we've said it. Quarterback is scarce, and it's always going to come down. It's a quarterback-driven league. We just talked about Mahomes and Hurts helping these two teams get to the Super Bowl. So we've said there's four that are interesting for the first round, and and even that we've kind of tiered it off. I think we all sort of consider Anthony Richardson a solid fourth at mm-hmm. this point. And then there's it's Bryce Young, who looks great. We expect him to all, all the talent in the world. Is he five foot ten? Is he 190 pounds? I saw on um, uh, the PFF draft show, uh, the uh, stock exchange, they were talking, they set the over under at his height at five, ten and a half at the combine because he's going to get measured there. Um, Uh, If you had to pick the over under on that CK, what would you pick? I think I'd take the under. I think he's, I think he's over five, ten. I don't know if he's five, ten, like five, ten and a quarter. I think he's right in there. I'd be fine with him at that. It's the weight that concerns me with him. It's always been the weight. Is he 185? Did they talk about his weight? No, I think they said, I think they set the over at 187 on that, but they didn't go as in depth. That's pretty thin. I don't, can you think of a quarterback? Cause if we talk small quarterbacks, you're going to talk about Kyler, right? But Kyler's like built. He is. Yeah. He's a brick. Yeah. He's a brick. You look at Bryce young. He does not look like that. And so, I don't know. I mean, you can add weight, right? He can get up to 200 pounds sure. for, for a day or two. You could just go eat some big pizzas, man, while you're in Indianapolis, right? <laughs> but right. But I don't know how big Bryce Young is, but he's still, as we said it before, whether or not he's 5'10 and 190 pounds or 5'10, 200 pounds or 5'9 and 185 pounds, is he still on arm talent? He's as good as he's the best one. I don't think that there's much debate that as far as brain too processing. Yeah, absolutely. He's shown he can do that. Close. So he should go in the top four picks. And then it's C.J. Stroud. We talked about the deficiencies there, but we saw that he he can move. He proved it against. He answered Georgia. a lot of questions in the playoff game. A lot. And then it's yeah. the super upside of Will Levis, who I know a lot of people wanted to see him at the Senior Bowl. It comes out he went through a toe injury or foot injury. Didn't want to play there. I get that. If you're injured, go get healthy. Be ready for the combine. More teams are going to be at the combine. It's it's interesting to see Will Levis. I still think that. The upside of Will Levis is certainly as high as anyone, but there's a lot of downside. We've said that before, too. There's a lot of downside with Will Levis. You could easily get Paxton Lynch out of him. And so I that's the thing is he's somewhere between Josh Allen and Paxton Lynch. And you just don't know where. It's a huge drop. So um the the rumors that we've heard recently is that I mean, and not even recently, these have been kicked around for a while, is that the Colts really are obsessed with Will Levis, which number one. Um, could absolutely be true. And I would not be surprised if they are obsessed with Levis because, like you said, it's traits. It's traits that you're looking for. And also, you can explain away a little bit of 
the bad 2022 season, knowing that his weapons left, his offensive line was really rough. The run game, Chris Rodriguez missed a big chunk of the season as well. Um, so there are kind of built-in excuses in terms of, you know, Will Levis not having the type of year he had in 2021 in 2022, which 2021 kind of gave him all of this Josh Allen type buzz. He's the same body type, big, tall, gigantic arm can run. Um, you know, um, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. I just, how can anyone know if they're obsessed with a quarterback yet when you have not even gotten to interview him, you haven't gotten to interview Will Levis yet. And, you know, sure you can see all kinds of stuff on tape, but until you're in a room, uh, with a dude asking him questions, especially a new coaching staff too, uh, asking questions, figuring things out. I, I just, how can, how can any team, they just hired their head coach. Um, it's, uh, the, Stryken. uh, Shane, Shane Steichen or, or however you say his name. Yeah. The, uh, Eagles offensive coordinator, the rumors were there before they hired their OC. So what the hell are people talking about? Like, there's just no way any team has fallen absolutely in love with any quarterback because they're not, there's no Trevor Lawrence in this class. There's no Joe Burrow in this class. These are good quarterbacks, but they all have faults. They all have things that could derail them. So there's just no surefire first pick. So I don't see how any team could be obsessed with any of these QBs yet because they haven't gone through the deep process. The deep processing be, uh, starts at the combine and goes through the process with all the team visits and all that stuff through March. So, you know, and this is why I would also say that um, we haven't, we haven't even scratched the surface on rumors yet. You're going to get tons. Most rumors come out around the combine because yep. that's when you have all the NFL personnel and people there uh, talking to each other, starting to put framework of trades up, you know, things like that. Um, all, all in the process of interviewing all these players and getting a, a better read on them than they have. So the rumors are a little silly to me, but the biggest rumor right now is the Colts want Will Levis bad. Chicago obviously should be willing to trade out of that uh, number one overall. Um, what do you think? Do you think there's truth to this? Or do you think it's kind of what I said where, how could we possibly know at this point? I think I think the Colts want a quarterback. We know that. The Colts yes. want a quarterback. They need a quarterback. They cannot do the old guy one year thing anymore, even if it's Aaron Rodgers, right? We've seen it with Phil River or Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. And it's doesn't just, work. It's, it's not working, right? So you yeah. need to go young. You are at pick four. Can you stay there and get one of them? Maybe. Can you move up and make sure you get whichever one you end up liking? Sure. Yeah. If you like Bryce Young the most, go get Bryce Young. If you like CJ Stroud the most, go get CJ Stroud. And if Will Levis is your guy, which Jim Mercer, you just said it. he's a traits guy, right? He loves the physical traits. That is his, that is why he's been the way he's taken players in the past. That's how he got, you know, some very good players. They've had some success there, but I could easily see them liking Will Levis the most. Now, can they know for sure right now that he is head and shoulders above Bryce Young to them? I doubt it. You, we haven't seen it. They need to wait. We're two weeks away from the combine, which is awesome. That's great. That's big news. Two weeks away from the combine, and then we'll <laughs> see more about this. And if Will Levis goes out and he's chucking the ball 75 yards and he looks good and he's, he said he interviews well and he explains that they had a new offensive coordinator this year at Kentucky. Their offensive coordinator from his good year went to the Rams for a year and now he's back Liam Cohen I think it was the Rams but yeah uh, but he's back you know if he can explain all that away I could see Will Levis going one just on the 
hope, right? Like you see, okay, well, this is how we can project it out. And maybe they do make the move for it. But right now, yeah, it's it's a lot of smoke. Every, there's a ton of this stuff out here at this point. I could easily see the Colts staying put at four, two and just saying, okay, well, we like CJ Stroud. He's going to be here, we think. So, yeah, a lot of smoke. Don't believe it all yet. Yeah, yeah. You just can't get behind these rumors yet. And look, Will, I, I, I have such a hard time with Will Levis, too, because it's like all the off-the-field stuff is there for him, too. Great intangibles. Uh, great within the community, uh, you know, elected team captain, at, you know, I believe his freshman year. Like, uh, I mean, just the, his players love him. Uh, you know, he's a fiery guy, too. Like, there's a lot to like about Will Levis. He's not a Ryan Leaf with all these, you know, uh, with all these um, great personal traits. But then you get him off the field and he wants to go to Vegas and party. He's not that guy. He's a very you know, notes, the grindstone work at it type of guy. Um, so like everything, but the production in 2022 is there for him, uh, to be the top overall pick. And he still could be, but I'm with you. I just don't, I don't know unless there's like measurables and, um, Ballard, we just know will absolutely not take Bryce young. I just don't know how you could put Levis ahead of young at this point. You can after the interview process and getting him in a room and talking football with him and all that stuff and hearing what he says. I just don't think you can at this point. So well, the go ahead. Let's look at like so the Josh Allen draft, right? Josh Allen, who's the one that we're going to keep comparing him to, he got picked seven in that draft, third among quarterbacks. Yeah. So Baker went first. Right? Baker, we we know massive flame out. Sam Darnold, that that didn't work out at all. Ooh, and I was, was all more... in on Darnold too. Oh man, it has not worked. <laughs> Josh Rosen was after Josh was after Josh Allen, right? Josh Rosen after Josh Allen, and we never even really got a chance to see Josh Rosen. I was in on Josh Rosen too, and that. And then at the last pick of that round was Lamar. So yeah. it just shows like it. It's so much about fit within the system too. Because if you drop Lamar into the Jets, who knows what Lamar would have become? I don't know right. if that would have ever worked out. Whereas Josh Allen is a perfect fit for what Buffalo decided to run. So with the way that Indianapolis, we, we have to know what is Shane Stryker going to try to run the Philadelphia offense with Jonathan Taylor and Will Levis as his Jalen Hurts? You know, that could be interesting, but well, it's, it's so re- I think fit. I think the Colts would be a good spot for him because you can rely on that run game mm-hmm. and the defense is pretty good. And you're, you know, you're not asking to do a lot, but you know, you didn't ask Matt Ryan to do a lot and that, that dude's a future Hall of Famer and he couldn't do anything. So you know, it, it, it's a big ass no matter where he lands. So, you know, um, there are obviously going to be better spots. A guy like Anthony Richardson, we all want to see kind of sit for a year. Uh, and then because, you know, Mahomes kind of did the blueprint here. He sat for a year and now he's been in three Super Bowls and won two of them. You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of the blueprint of taking a guy on traits and having it work. Uh, Josh Allen was a little bit of that too, although his numbers were better coming out of Wyoming. I didn't have to play against the SEC though, so that there's there's built-in excuses for Will Levis and his lack of production for sure. Um, but all the traits are there, and I think the thing here is and why he, uh, you know, I think he's still going to be number one off the board uh, when it's all said and done. Is that talk about the confidence and maybe even arrogance of NFL personnel people? Well, we can get this guy in here. We can fix him. You know, that's why you're hired. You're hired to fix and teach guys and all that stuff. So everybody thinks they can, they can fix everyone. 
It's not possible for everyone. We've obviously seen it. Say so that's um, Mitch Trubisky right there, right? That is your right. Mitchell Trubisky. Well, Mitch Trubisky was the same thing. Mm -hmm. he, he was exactly the same. Well, he didn't start as long as Levis did, but it was the exact same thing. He was traits. He's a hard worker off the field. Excellent human being, Mitch Trubisky, you know, can't do it on the field. It, it's just, it hasn't translated, you know, and he even got his second shot without a bad staff with Matt Nagy and all that stuff. And it didn't work. Um, there's a rumor that, uh, popped up right before we start recording this, that absolutely makes me mad. And it was Jason Lockham saying that, um, more than a couple of personnel people within the NFL are convinced that Justin Fields is going to be traded before the draft. Now, look, this is definitely a possibility. I don't, I don't put this. Um, I, if I thought that this was eye rolling and stupid, I wouldn't even bring it up here, but I do think it's a possibility. But my thing here is if Justin Fields is available to be traded for, and the bears want to stick at number one, uh, first of all, how do they know who they love yet? Right. They can pick anyone they want, including the quarterbacks. So if there is one, I don't think we would hear so many rumors, um, about them moving. Um, but you know, we're still going through the process. So there's definitely still a possibility there. But my thing is why would you not make this a bidding war? If you were uh, going to trade fields because, and I put this in our group me room in the war room, group me room, um, the giants, because Danny dimes, you know, if they bring him back, it's probably going to be on a franchise tag, the commanders, the bucks, the saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Jets, the Ravens, because Lamar would probably be a franchise guy too. The Raiders just cut car, the Texans and the Colts. All of these teams need a quarterback. And Justin Fields has, I mean, where would you put Fields if he was in this class? You can't obviously knowing he has NFL experience, but he would be number one to me with a bullet. I don't know that it would be very close. So I, I just, um, I don't believe this really at all uh, it, at this point, because I do think if they wanted to trade him, they would be shouting from the roof, rooftops. Justin Fields is available and make all of these teams come and kiss the ring and give you an offer uh, for, for the guy that they want and need. So I don't know, CK it do doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If they were looking to trade him, why not put it out on the line and tell people. So I went to my 2021 spreadsheet that i still have thank you google sheets <laughs> and justin fields would be just slightly behind bryce young for me ahead of i still have cj stroud at two so that's okay. where i would be with justin fields but yeah i mean we've said it was always i would put it at still less than 20 percent that justin fields is actually going to be traded from the chicago bears but it's it is certainly a possibility with the fact that they have this first overall pick if they right. really like bryce young or whatever because you just said it, you could get a haul for Justin Fields. We don't usually see quarterbacks who have an established track record. Now, there's still concerns. Still on their rookie contract, too, by yeah, the way. That's a big part of it, right? Like you, what you can see out of these guys, what you can turn these teams into. But rookie contract established. Did he set the record for most rushing yards? It was either he set the record he was going to and he missed the last couple of games, I think. But in a league that's going to running quarterbacks, now there's still concerns about his passing, but He's shown more, you just said, like, Will Levis, we're just saying, oh, it's a ball of, ball of tools. What can we get out of him? Well, I know that we can get something out of Justin Fields. We've seen that. So if it's Will Levis or Justin Fields, like, if you're a team, yeah, you mentioned all the teams, the entire NFC South, Arizona. Arizona's got to deal with Kyler Murray being out for a year. Like, 
Yeah. What are you going to do there? So I don't know. I, I don't think Justin Fields is going to be traded. I want to say that right now. I still don't think he does get traded. I don't think he is either. But if it is, yeah, the hall, you should tell every team you should, if you're Ryan Poles, you should be calling every single team that is not got an established veteran quarterback and say, Hey, just so you know, Justin Fields is available. What are you going to give us? <laughs> yeah. And you should do it before free agency before all of these. 15th. Yeah. But one, before, one month from today as we're recording this before all starts. of these teams are going to play, uh, you know, musical chairs here. And that's, you know, uh, it's funny because on the, the fantasy pros dynasty pod, uh, Pat and I are going to be going over our dynasty QB rankings as of right now. Um, but at the top, I have us slated to talk about the merry-go-round of quarterback right now, because there's a ton. We expect Gino to, to go back. We expect Lamar to go back. We expect Danny dimes to, to be franchised and go back to the giants. Uh, Lamar rumors have been kicking up now because they're so far apart in guaranteed money. And I don't think it's wrong of Lamar to want to beat Deshaun Watson's guaranteed money contract because he's better than Deshaun. He's already won an MVP. Uh, he's been deeper in the playoffs than Deshaun. And he doesn't have any of this yeah, off field no baggage, crap. right? Like you don't have yeah. the baggage that Deshaun Watson brings to your team. A hundred percent. You don't have any of that. So yes, he should be getting more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson and the Ravens just don't want to offer it to him, which look, I, I get it. It's a lot of money and it's a big commitment to a guy that is a running QB and those guys get hurt and you miss a big chunk of this season as well. So, you know, uh, there's a possibility of him moving too. And, but once again, if you are going to trade him because they can get him back, they can just franchise him. Start talking to teams now about it. Like, I just don't understand that either. We have one, we didn't talk like one quarterback now can officially move because the fact that the Raiders bought out Derek Carr early means that he can move before free agency starts. Like, he is eligible yep. to sign with the team already. So, you know, if we're, we can talk about him soon, maybe changing some of the team needs for some of these teams because it sounds like Carolina is really interested, invested in trying to go after him. And so, you know, could they take Derek Carr and then suddenly pick nine becomes that's one thing that's fixed is we talked about how yeah. desperate that entire division is for quarterbacks. So, so <laughs> they might know, go to the favorites <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> if they sure sign do. Derek Carr. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we oh, went through six, after today, we will have went through all 16 NFC teams and there are what four teams we said we felt confident in the quarterback in you got Dak, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford beyond that, you know, Justin Fields, should be the quarterback in Chicago. And then you mentioned Danny, Danny, Daniel Jones, likely in New York, but that's not hundred percent Gino and then golf, I suppose. But after that, like, it is, do we have any clue on any NFC South team? No. no. Who knows what Arizona is going to do? We're going to talk about them today. We don't know what they're going to do. Washington, no clue. Green Bay, it's likely going to be one of two. And San Francisco is going to be one of two, but we don't know on those two either. So you have, one third of the NFC where we feel confident in their starting quarterback next year. And ridiculous. you know, if, if you're going to trade for Lamar, you have to have a team that has significant cap space that can sign him to that gigantic deal that he wants. You don't have that with Justin Fields because he's still on his rookie contract. So you could trade him to literally anywhere and they can still afford him. You can't do that with Lamar. He's a little more restrictive too. He's better quarterback, but a little more restrictive than Justin Fields as well. So I just I don't believe that rumor at all because I think if it was true, the Bears would be shouting it from the rooftop. You know, all right, we know who we want at one, um, and, and maybe they will. Maybe after the combine, they'll fall in love with the QB and say, "All right, look, we got to trade Justin because we want Will Levis, we want Bryce Young, whoever it is." That I I believe. I'll listen is, after the combine. 
Yes. After the combine, I, if we hear something like yes. this, I will pay much more attention to it because I mean, if you have the first pick, we've seen it where these guys get signed before they're officially drafted because the bear, like you said, it's the bears have their power to do whatever they want. So if Will Levis crushes the combine or whatever, yes. And then we hear Justin Fields is, is on the trade market. Then I will pay much. Then my yes. 20% will move to possible. And this has been in the realm of possibility. I don't want people mm-hmm. coming back and saying, see, it was true the whole time. It just because it's true doesn't mean it was true the whole time. It, mm-hmm. It's obviously within the realm of, of possibilities here um, that, that Justin Fields could be traded. But I just don't think that right now the Bears would be completely sold on one of the quarterbacks in the draft enough to say, yes, let's get rid of Justin Fields and bring in whoever it is. Like CK said, after the combine, these rumors come out way more substantiate, uh, substantiated and uh, are, you know, just it makes way more sense if it happens like that. So, um, but any other rumors that you've heard? I mean, I keep seeing Bijan going to Baltimore and mock drafts and I still hate it. Uh, don't like it at all. Any, any other rumors that you've seen out there uh, in terms of the draft or any trades or any stuff like that? Yeah, I see Bijan to Baltimore a lot. I hear that. So we talked about the Lions and Michael Mayer. I see... I saw something that said the Lions have no interest in changing their tight ends. They like oh. uh, the rookies. I forget. Was it James Mitchell? From James Virginia Mitchell. Thank Tech. you. Yes. Yeah. James Mitchell. Apparently they're very set with James Mitchell. They feel good about that. So that second, I changed it in my ongoing thing that I keep that I moved <laughs> Michael Mayer off, off of the Lions. I moved him down to the Chargers, actually. So that I that, like that. I like an ongoing mock with changes. I I'll like sh- that. I'll That's share nice. you. I'll share you the spreadsheet sometime. I'll share yeah, it with you yeah. so you can look at it. But uh yeah, that one I saw. Um, Zay Flowers. So we talk about Zay a lot. I there was some. I think I was reading on the Athletic and under Houston, the talk was Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt with the second pick of the second round, which would fit better. And then the the comp was somebody said Jalen Hyatt to, was like Will Fuller, and I kind of like that one. I never actually thought of that, but it is pretty much spot on. Jalen Hyatt and Will Fuller. Yeah, that's that's a very good comp. Um, a very boomer bust. Uh, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be uh, in most weeks too, as a slot. Wide oh, I got, I have a rumor because I don't know if you saw it or not. Mel Kuyper released a mock draft that had Kalijah Kansi going nine, nine, nine? Overall, nine overall to the Eagles. I mean, or, no, 10, excuse me, 10 overall to the Eagles. First of all, why do the Eagles need another interior defensive <laughs> lineman? Right. Uh, you, you have Hargrave, you have just Fletcher Cox retires. Okay. You need another one, but you don't need to be spending that pick on it. I, I just, um, Kalijah can't see, uh, Chancey, he's get, he's getting all of this, um, Aaron Donald because he went to pit, you know, comparisons. I think, you know, who he reminds me of is Hargrave. It, you know, a, a big massive dude in the middle with shorter arms, the T-Rex arms. He's got a little bit of that going on. Uh, and I just, I don't know that high. If you picked him at 10 and you got Javon Hargrave, you'd be super happy with it, right? You would be be ecstatic if you got Javon Hargrave again at 10. But no one expected Hargrave to be Hargrave, mainly because you didn't draft Javon Hargrave at 10 though, right? And you just drafted Jordan Reed at 14 or 15, somewhere in the middle rounds last year. And like awesome player, sorry, Jordan Davis, excuse me. Thank you. But uh, Clyde Jacancy, He's listed at six foot two eighty. One other one, like five ten, probably. Yeah, it, it's and such a weird. <laughs> it is such a weird defensive tackle prospect. Now he's great for what he did, but I thought he was more like a day, like late day two, early day three guy. But I I figured he was uh, going to be an early day two guy with the buzz. 
Um, now, if he goes to the combine and does nothing and is average, his RAS score is in the middle, then he's going to stick at that, you know, low end of round two, high end of round three uh, type of a guy, I think. But if he goes and puts up crazy numbers, then back into the first round, 10, I mean, uh, and 10 to Philly too. It's like Bradbury's gone. Uh, they're going to need another corner. Uh, I think we talked about Philly before. There's a couple corners that are gone. So I think that's a much bigger need for them is someone on the back end. So, and if you're sitting there, why wouldn't you trade back, get a couple more picks or an extra pick for next year or something and, and uh, let somebody else pick in that high? That's a top 10 pick. You know, let, let someone else move up and take uh, a need and get some extra picks because Philly doesn't need them. That, but they could also fall in love with a player and, you know. Sure, but I don't any see Any pick for in, Philly might be a luxury pick I at this point. I don't see him anyway. falling in love with Kalijah Kansi. That's the one I was just like, I do not see this being the pick at all here. No, but yeah, you're right. You just got out of the Super Bowl and you have a top 10 pick. There are what? two teams in the top 10 overall that just got done in the playoffs with Philly and Seattle. Like those are bonus picks that you'd think, okay, well we're either shoot for the moon and say, where can we really hit this? And if you, I guess if you think Elijah can is, you know, if you think he's Javon Hargrave, you say, okay, well that's our guy. But otherwise, yeah, you just think that we already have a good team and you fortify what you got. So if you're Philadelphia, yeah, we've, we've both said we'd like corner there. I love Devon Witherspoon. I think that's a perfect replacement for what they're going to lose in James Bradbury. Like yeah, Christian Gonzalez or whoever, sure. like wh whoever they fall in love with uh, up at the top. But also remember this team doesn't have fourth, fifth and sixth round picks. So they have two first, they have a second and a third, but no four five or six. So you could easily move back, pick up a four and a five, uh, or you know another two or whatever you're a top 10 pick uh, a hot you could pick up an extra first rounder for next year a lot of the times you know a team will move up into the top 10 they'll give you their first that's around 19 or 20 whoever is in that range uh to move up you know maybe cj stroud slips a little bit right if cj stroud or anthony richardson is sitting there at 10 maybe detroit comes Washington. from what are they at 18 or Washington is at 16. Like Washington would, would love a better quarterback or at least somebody else with Sam Howell, right? You trade your first round pick this year, that later one that's hovering around 20, and then next year's first round pick to get your QB. I think that makes a lot of sense too. And yeah. we, we even saw the Saints move up to take Marcus Davenport and give up two first round picks. You fall in love with a player, you fall in love with a player, and you'll move, uh, you'll move the heavens to get him. So I think... Um, at 10 Philly way more, uh, way more likely to trade out of that spot, get extra picks than to take Kalisha Kansi uh, that high. So now, you know, like we said, if it puts up crazy numbers and is looking more like Aaron Donald, uh, then okay. But I think just because he wears a pit helmet and is built similar, uh, I, I don't, you know, there's no Aaron Donald's. So they don't, they don't, Big fan of that Marcus Davenport trade that you mentioned. Going back, that was the Packers one that got them. Yeah, Alexander. Yeah. So we mentioned that. I was so shocked because remember Lamar was still on the board when they mm -hmm. did that move, and everyone expected because Drew Brees was getting old. Uh, everyone expected that to be Lamar, and they took Marcus Davenport from UTSA, uh, who you know 
was considered a project at the time with a lot of people thought he was a day two guy. Yeah. Bud Dupree. He was Mm -hmm. a chase down sack guy like that. That's what he was at at UTSA, which I was like, what are you doing? Derwin James was on the board that year too. I was just looking back at that. Derwin James was still on the board, man. What a pick that was. What a whiff to trade all of that stuff. And yikes. Um, Man, any other rumors? We've already that's done got, 40 man. minutes on rumors. <laughs> and we could do them longer, but no. We, let's, could, we could do another day on Let's rumors. talk to NFC West, man. Yeah, all right. Let's go to the NFC West. And, of course, we start with the Arizona Cardinals, who are picking third overall. They have a second, a third, a fourth, no fifth, no seventh. So they are missing a couple spots there. Uh, they're four, they have 14.5 mil in cap space right now. Of course, these will all get adjusted. But... Uh, let's go through um, the teams here like we always do, every position, and see what they need. Starting quarterback, Kyler is going to miss a big chunk of the season. So depth behind Colt McCoy. I mean, are you willing, CK, if you're the Arizona Cardinals with a new head coach, are you willing to give the keys to, I love Colt, but I don't know if Colt McCoy at you know closer to my age than a fresh draft pick's age uh, is going to be the answer here. I mean, if you're coming in as a new head coach, you want, if you're said, okay, well, Colt McCoy is who we're going to go with. The new GM is Monty Austin Fort tells you Colt McCoy is our guy this year. And you say, okay, well, just so you know, I want a three-year window, right? Like I am not being judged on Colt McCoy this year. So if, if this is a, if this is a punt year, you start looking at Caleb Williams or Drake may or whatever, because there's no way you can go into this year in a we're talking about like the teams like the Niners or the Seahawks who made the playoffs this year and say, well, Colt McCoy's our guy and we're expecting to win football games. A lot of them, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you start there and uh, he, I mean, he is going to miss a huge chunk of the year, if not the whole thing, because he tore up his knee, what at the end of November, right? It was late. Yeah. It was around Thanksgiving time. It's, I saw that he was posting videos on, I think Instagram or something of him doing like, leg strengthening exercises and he was saying you know i'm way ahead of schedule and i was like yeah i don't really trust this at all so i mean way ahead of schedule could mean the end of october still you know because at best he misses he gets put on the pup list and he misses six games right and at best and i i will believe that when i see it too yeah i think he misses at least half Half a year yeah at least so big question there because colt is the only guy on the roster running back. I think they're good there. You know, James Connor, Keontae Ingram, uh, they need some depth behind those two guys, but that's easy to find. Um, wide receiver. We heard Hopkins is on the block. Uh, Greg Dorch is a restricted free agent. They might need depth at wide receiver. So, um, so a team that seem, seems to be put together with it right now. If they trade Hopkins and let Dorch walk, this, this could be a spot that they actually do need. So what's the return for DeAndre Hopkins? Because we've seen A.J. Brown went for a first, but Amari Cooper went for a fourth, I think, because sixth. of sixth. Okay, it was late, right, because of yeah. the cap hit. And DeAndre Hopkins is the second biggest cap number at wide receiver in the NFL behind Tyreek. That's like $30 million, I think. I think you're looking at a third. Day two uh, pick. I think, That's yeah. what I was going to say, too. day two somewhere. Yeah, probably a third. Um, you know, if you can get him to restructure, maybe a second. Um, you know, he's past his prime, uh, I think at this point, but he's still, I mean, nuke past his prime is still better than 75% of the wide receivers in the NFL, uh, over the hill nuke. I would take over many, 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 many wide receivers. Like if Baltimore lets Lamar walk and they say, we're going to go somewhere else here. When we talked about receiver for years being an issue there, that'd be somebody to add in, right? (laughs) 
It definitely would. Um, yeah, and, and Green Bay uh, could want to trade for Hopkins. All I man. mean, uh, that, that would be uh, a pretty solid get for them as well. Uh, if you are sticking with Aaron Rodgers, if they can work the contract there or whatever as well, if they can finesse it, I don't know if there's a lot of finessing that can go on with this contract or whatever, but uh, maybe they can make it work. So, yeah, I mean, this could be a spot, although, you know, maybe the new coach coming in could say, you know what, let's go ahead and stick with Hopkins. We don't want to trade him. I don't know what y'all are thinking. So, but that seemed like an ownership decision. Uh, tight end, they're good. They've got Ertz and Trey McBride. They're fine there. The offensive line, both starting guards and starting center need to be either re-signed or replaced for the card. So uh, just in the middle there, it would be um, Will Hernandez and Max Garcia and Cody Ford were the three graded guards. They're all unrestricted free agents. Billy Price uh, was there. Rodney Hudson um, is over the hill. He's getting um, old. I think he's going to retire pretty soon. Yeah, if not this offseason. So uh, definitely interior of the offensive line, a big need uh, for the Cardinals. On the defensive side here, um, interior of the defensive line, you have Watt retiring, Zach Allen's uh, UFA. This is their biggest need. And this is why, you know, every single mock either has Will Anderson because their, their edge rushers are bad too. It's the second biggest need, in my opinion, behind the interior of the defensive line. Um, it's just bad. You know, they don't have a lot there. I think Marcus Colton, uh, is the only guy. Let me see who is left here. It's, um, on the interior, it's uh, Botu, who rated 125, graded 125 out of 127 interior defensive linemen. Uh, Dogbay and Ledbetter were 124 and 114 out of 127. And then on the edge, it's Marcus Golden, Dennis Gardak. Uh, they drafted Cam Thomas last year, who's decent. MyJ Sanders they drafted last year. Those are depth pieces right now. I mean, you're not not drafting Will Anderson because you have MyJ Sanders, you know, so... Uh, but I, I would rather take Carter if I were them uh, at three, start in the interior. But uh, these are the two biggest needs for this team, and not a surprise coming off the heels of Cliff Kingsbury's regime here. It is on the defense where they need a ton of help. They had 36 sacks as a team last season, which is bad. But then you look at it and you say, okay, well, 36 of those sacks, a combined 18 of them came from J.J. Watt, who retired, and Zach Allen, who got hurt midway through the season. He broke his hand. I think he had five and a half sacks at the time, and he's also a free agent. So <laughs> I got you're nothing. talking about 36 sacks, which is already low, and half of them are not currently back on this roster. Yeah, it's it's one of the – behind Atlanta, it might be the worst pass rush unit right now in the NFL. Absolutely. So right there uh, with Atlanta, which is not good company to be in. You know, because if you get pressure, you don't have to be great on the back end. You just have to be decent – on the back end, if you get pressure, but if you don't get pressure, it doesn't matter how good you are on the back end because uh, the wide receivers are better. Seconds. Yeah, it, the rules are made for the offense. The wide receivers are better. It's just not a good situation uh, to be in. A linebacker, <laughs> you'll like this note: use Simmons as a proper linebacker, and if they do that and don't use him as a slot corner, which is what he is for the Arizona Cardinals defense right now, is he is a slot corner. Um, if they do that, then they would have Simmons who, by the way, Simmons graded as a corner and as a corner 39 out of 118, uh, rated, uh, graded corners. I mean, that is excellent. amazing. That's but amazing he's not for, a man that size. for a man that size. No, he was not. He's, you could he's make the case. Backer. He's a small safety or a, or a, 
like a small linebacker, a really big safety who could play the slot and do it well. Like he's proving he can do it well, but put that man in, in a situation like Hassan Reddick, right? Look yes. what Hassan Reddick just did for the Eagles. Uh, they, they use him improperly. It's, it's so frustrating, but they got a defensive mind here uh, as a head coach, the Eagles defense coordinator. I always screw up his name. What's his name? I forget it every single time. Um, but, but they just, they just hired him as a head coach. You've got to think, uh, that he is going to, uh, Jonathan Gannon, uh, you got to think Gannon is going to use Simmons properly. Uh, so just to, to see what's going on with him, it's a little eye rolling. They have Steven Collins there too. So those two would be great. Uh, but, um, it's Marco Wilson and nobody at corner. I mean, and when I say nobody, I mean, the other two guys are Nate Harrison and Christian Matthew. Those are the guys on the roster. Byron Murphy, free agent. Antonio Hamilton, free agent. Josh Jackson with some uh, some experience, uh, free agent. Actually, Harrison, also a free agent. Uh, so it's only Marco Wilson and Christian Matthew are the two guys that are on the roster right now. So they're good at safety. You got Buddha. You got uh, Jalen Thompson, two very good ones. But you have nothing on the outside. So just in terms of this team and their needs, uh, I put – um, interior of the defensive line, a number one, not close. Uh, edge is two, also not close. Those two are their biggest needs. Interior of the offensive line is the other thing because, like we said, both starting guards and their starting center gone. Free agents Rodney Hudson, the one guy left on the interior, is very, very old. So, got to get somebody there. A linebacker, if they want to use Simmons at as slot corner, if they want to keep him there, whatever, then. Uh, but you're going to need a linebacker, a boundary corner, and a slot corner um, should you move Simmons inside. So, I mean, what is the big theme here, CK? Defense. Defense in line. Uh, that's, that, that's everything for them. We just talked about all – for the last two weeks, we've been talking about how important, how impressive the Eagles are, right, in, on both lines, and that's why they're in the Super Bowl. And we look at a team like Arizona where both lines are rough, and you see why they're – one of the worst teams in the league right now. And why so. they're picking number three. Yep. Yeah. That and bad, bad coaching. I thought Cliff Kingsbury was a terrible hire from the jump. Did you see that someone is interviewing him to be the OC? Y you know, I, I, I think it was Baltimore who actually hired Todd Monken. That's but, a good fire. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that one. But, uh, which by the way, another rumor, uh, the, the Ravens were telling OCs that they interviewed, they are not guaranteeing Lamar to be in Baltimore for that job. Um, but, uh, but anyway, which Stetson Bennett, by the way, probably a Baltimore guy now. Uh, but, uh, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they have got to, uh, they got to figure this out. And, and, um, yeah, the, the offensive coordinator thing, look, if, if he can be OC somewhere, that's fine. You cannot change your entire offense for Cliff Kingsbury anymore. That's the thing. Like maybe he can, you know, do a pro style offense. Uh, and do a couple wrinkles of, of his stuff that he did from Texas Tech. That would be fine. But, you know, we didn't know Patrick Mahomes was this good because Cliff Kingsbury was his head coach. So I'm, you know, go back to college and probably a smaller school that's not in a power five. Uh, you know, that's what I think uh, Kingsbury should be working on. Let's go over to the Rams, who are currently $14 million over the cap. This is um, second worst cap. I think, uh, or the second biggest ignores of the cap behind the saints are probably the Rams, uh, just, you know, mm -hmm. finding a way to sign to get Stafford, finding a way to resign, 
uh, Donald Ramsey on that squad too. So um, they don't have their first. They have a second, a third, three sixths, and a seventh. Um, you know, so it's it, they are not really invested in this draft, at least not until day two. Uh, probably not going to do a lot to move up either. But they don't have a crazy amount of needs. You know, you look at quarterback Stafford is saying apparently. So they're good there, and they have a wealth of experience behind him now uh, because he missed so much of the year. Uh, so he's going to be there. Running back, Akers is good. They got Kyron Williams as a backup. I think they're good there. Wide receiver, good there. They still have Cup and Allen Robinson. Maybe I'm pushing uh, back on wide receiver on you, dude. I'm pushing they, back. Are they going to have to cut somebody? I don't know. I Okay, you got Cooper Cup, who's 30 years old, coming off of a high ankle surgery. Mm -hmm. Do we trust... Are we sure Allen Robinson is still good? Um, no, but they don't. He's gonna play. They're paying him twenty six million dollars, and they don't get anything if they cut him. So he's playing. And then like Van Jefferson, okay, he's he's there. Ben Skronik, two two. Like I don't know. I could see them still considering wide receiver fairly early because at some point they've just taken all these shots and none of them have really worked. Yeah, look, I don't disagree with you. Um, I think after Cooper Cup, you don't have much because Allen yeah. Robinson uh, is on the back end, but they don't have a choice. They can't finagle this. They lose money by cutting him. He's playing. Yeah. So, And you don't have draft picks. You don't have the capital to replace him That's true. Uh, right now with the other spot. So I think they're going to – I think they're just going to roll with what they have because they don't really have a lot of choices. I think that's more of the thing, and that's because they've ignored the cap or just, you know uh, – not really cared about it because they were too busy winning. Uh, so you it's know, a good problem uh, to have, right? If you're going to do yeah. something, you're going to win games. Absolutely. Uh, tight end. I think they're good at too. They got Higby. Uh, they got guys behind him. They'll, they'll be okay at tight end. So not a lot of offensive needs, maybe a, you know, um, maybe a, a quarterback just... plan behind Matt Stafford, uh, maybe a wide receiver. If you get an extra pick or if there's one you really like, uh, you know, trade a pick next year for, uh, which is what they've been doing in the draft because they do this every single year. They put themselves in a bad spot in the draft, but you know, they pick up proven talent and trade draft picks to get them. And uh, there are rumors that Ramsey could get traded too. That would help them with the cap and give them more picks. So uh, would you like number 18? Uh, I would, I would be <laughs> okay with that uh, getting Jalen Ramsey. But um, the offensive line, they need guards bad. Uh, Logan Bruss, uh, who they drafted last season, I think could fill one of these spots, but he's coming off an ACL, uh, MCL injury. But they had Abushi and Skura uh, last year on the interior, and they're both unrestricted free agents. So, uh, and Skura was bad anyway. Abushi was good. Uh, but they're both, they're both gone. Uh, so Bruss is kind of a question. Uh, assuming he kicks inside outside. They actually kind of figured it out with uh Havenstein and Alaric Jackson. Uh, Note boom was in there as well, but he wasn't that great, but they weren't as bad as people were making it out to be. They weren't good, especially in the beginning of the season, but they really gelled together later and got better. Um, but yeah, they need guards pretty bad because those guys are free agents uh, moving over to the defensive side, interior defensive line, if Donald retires, interior of the defensive line becomes their biggest need because you have Donald, and then after that, Copeland, Ashan Robinson, Greg Gaines, and Michael Hotek, 
these guys all were graded among 127 uh, interior defensive linemen, all unrestricted free agents for them. Jonah Williams becomes the only guy. Jonah Williams, Bobby Brown, and TJ Carter are the guys left on the roster. Jonah Williams was the only guy that played enough snaps to be graded, and he was 87 of 127. So uh, not a great year from him. But if if look, if Aaron Donald retires, you just put a body next to him. And, you know, someone that's decent, that will grade somewhere uh, around league average, and you'll be fine on the interior of the defensive line. But if he goes, woof, yeah, I mean, yeah. you got nothing on the interior uh, of that defense at all. So that would become a huge need for them if that happens. And he's already, like, speaking of rumors, CK, you already saw whoever was managing his, his media stuff put former uh defensive lineman for the Rams early in the offseason before the Super Bowl is even played and it immediately got switched back but that's a little dicey it tells you what what way he's leaning for sure right yeah I mean we've heard for a couple of years that it, after they won the Super Bowl that he was considering retirement and Sean McVay coming back probably I, th I think I'm leaning that Aaron Donald likely plays if Sean McVay had called it a career I think Aaron Donald was was out I think he'd have been gone. I think Matt Stafford might have left then too. So getting Sean McVay to come back was a big part of this. But I think they're going to really – I think Gaines is the one that they try to get back. I think A. Sean Robinson yeah. is getting a little long on the tooth. I think they're going to really try to get Greg Gaines back next to Aaron Donald. But for now, my guess is he plays again this year. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, linebacker or edge, it's Floyd and nobody, so they got to get an edge rusher uh, to go on the other side for sure. Linebacker, the starters are good. Obviously, Brian Wagner, Ernest Jones is fine, but they need depth behind those guys. Uh, if they trade Ramsey, they're going to need three corners. So, uh, you know, it's a rumor right now. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But on the roster right now, Troy Hill gone, unrestricted free agent. Darian Kendrick ranked 117 out of 118 corners. Not great, Bob. Uh, the other guys, Robert Rochelle, Jacoby Durant, TJ Carter. I mean, maybe you can do something here. But uh, th there's not a lot there. It's their biggest need. Uh, as it stands right now, uh, safety, both starters are unrestricted free agents. LeCount and Fuller could take over. So they actually have a plan at safety. I would not be surprised if those guys uh, took over and probably try to sign back one and all their special teams guys are unrestricted free agents. So they're going to need kickers, punters, long snappers, all that good stuff. So uh, this team, I've got corner as number one need. They need a plan at QB behind Stafford. I don't know if this is, you know, you have a second and a third. You have no fourth, no fifth, no first. Um, you have the three, six. Maybe you take all those and move up to a, you know, low end fourth, high end fifth, something like that, uh, to to get someone you want, but not at quarterback. So, um, guard they need real bad. Uh, interior defensive line, you, they at least got to have a plan there. And edge rushers is what the Rams need. Uh, but I think this is probably the second best team in this division still. Uh, even it with all those issues that they have, it certainly is a, it's a very star laden roster, right? That is what they've done. They have decided that they're going to hunt Studs for and scrubs. Yes. Big game, but it's a very thin roster. That's why we saw how much they struggled this year. When you get some injuries, it's, it's Jalen Ramsey at corner. And then you just said a million question marks, right? It's Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebackers in the league. It's Leonard Floyd. It's Aaron Donald, but it's so thin. And so when these guys, get hurt or, or have to deal with injuries we saw what can happen here so 
it's a team that very easily, sure, if they hit on a few things, even some health only alone could stay could they healthy. Right, they could go to the could Super be Bowl right then. back to be in the Super Bowl contender that they were. But it's another team that were an injury or two and you see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a dicey team. Uh, let's go down to the Niners and they got 8.4 mil in cap space, but they have no picks. They have no first, no second. They have uh, the uh, JC two, a picks um, their, their compensation picks for uh, getting minority uh, coaches signed Mayhew and McDaniel. Uh, they have a fifth. They traded for from Miami. They have a seventh. They traded for from Denver and their own seventh. The only pick of their own that they have in this draft is their own seventh round pick. So uh, they have moved heaven and earth here uh, at quarterback. Is it back to Lance? Purdy needs at least six months after UCL surgery. Um, I think it's right back to Lance. So I think Lance finally gets his actual real shot. It was supposed to be this year, but obviously got hurt week two and broke his ankle and missed the entire season. I think it's Lance Simon quarterback. Do you think Purdy did enough, or would you go with Lance since they traded all that capital for him anyway? Just figure it out. I think that their question that we were going to have, they were going to have to deal with all offseason was going to be Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. And I think it got answered for them, unfortunately, with an injury. I, I don't remember if we ever heard of, I know that they were going to try to do the like brace repair surgery and it was going to be six months or another. Otherwise, it was the full Tommy John. And then you're looking at a year. So I think they were trying to do the repair, but. Let's say even they get the the lesser surgery. He's missing all of OTAs. He's missing mm. all most of mini camp. Maybe he's back at the very end of training camp. But at that point, Trey Lance would have to look like hot. Exactly. Garbage. Trey Lance would have had all that time to practice with the starters. You're you're definitely starting Trey Lance at that point. Uh, running back, they're good. Obviously, traded all those picks for CMC. So Elijah Mitchell, they're fine there. Uh, Jennings is an exclusive rights free agent. If he leaves, they let him walk. Is Danny Gray? Ready to step up and be a three. Ray Ray is the other option on the roster. Don't think that he's really a three in the NFL. So we'll see there. Uh, at tight end, they're good. Um, their offensive line, McGlinchey is a free agent. Trent Williams, is he sticking around? Is he is he staying? I'm not sure, but Brunskill and Brendel, uh, their guards, were are unrestricted free agents as well. So Aaron Banks on the interior is uh, what they got left here. Uh, so uh, their center, Brendel, gone. Like I said, Brunskill, uh, obviously UFA too. They can resign these guys, but the, you know they got to do it. They got to get them back. Not a lot of cap space to work with either. And uh, but you'd think they'd either resign or sign someone because they don't have a lot of picks uh, to fill these spots either. Interior, the defensive line, they need depth. Ridgeway, Hyder, Givens are all unrestricted free agents, so they just need some depth on the interior of the line. At edge, Amenahue is a UFA. Is uh, Drake uh, ready to take over? Mm, maybe. You know, I guess second year, you, you could let him go, but they need a plan there. Linebacker, they're obviously good. Uh, corner, they need a slot if they don't re-sign Jimmy Ward because I know Jimmy Ward is officially a safety. He's a slot corner. We played almost exclusively slot corner. So uh, they're going to need someone there. Um, and safety Gibson award are UFAs and uh, special teams kicker and long snapper. So uh, what I got for them is right tackle, free safety, a slot corner edge and interior defensive line depth as what they need the most. But this is easily the best team in this division. They should be favored to win it by a million miles. One of the locks of the off season regardless of who their their uh, quarterback is 
Um, need need to fix a couple things, but every team comes in with things they need to fix. This is a solid core, and this is going to be a very good year for them again, right? Should be. Yeah, I, I think you pretty much nailed it. I think right tackle you, you have – I, I think they're going to really try to push to keep Mike McGlinchey. I think they're they because because of the fact that Trent Williams is getting he's another one. We'll just keep talking about when is he going to retire, right? But you got to keep. When is Mike he going to Mc- stop punching people in the face after a playoff <laughs> loss? Is my question. God. Oh uh, yeah, he's a little bit of a big crybaby. As long as he's been around, you'd think he'd be like over it by now. But Went to Oklahoma. What that's true. Sooners guys, man. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but I think McGlinchey's there. Free safety. I know you have second. Hufanga took such a big step forward last year that it, it kind of came out of nowhere. But I think they can fill that. I guess I would put O line the interior on it too. I think McGlinchey's first, and then they lost Alex Mack the year before, and they went to Brendel. Kind of. It's like a journeyman, and he played awesome for him. I could they could they replace him at center, or do you have to find a money to keep him? Because soon we're going to start hearing about the the extensions to Bosa that'll come up soon, and that can create some more cap space. Because coming off of defensive player of the year, I think he's going to want to get paid. My other question is, yeah. where are we at now? You have interior line depth because they're losing a lot of these guys. One of the players that's still on the roster is Javon Kinlaw, and it has been. It's been brutal. Like I'm yeah. trying to say it nice. It's been brutal. You can't trust Javon Kinlaw. It's really just Eric Armstead right now because Kinlaw has been so bad. And Armstead missed a big chunk of last year. Too. He's hurt. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So defensive line. It, it was boosted by the fact that you have Nick Bosa to take all that pressure off the defense. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good squad. Um, oh yeah. Very you good. know. But but yeah. I mean, even the best squads need some work. So uh, you know. Uh, they're, they're looking down the barrel of not being able to afford a bunch of these guys in a couple of years. So that's why you go and you trade for Christian McCaffrey, you know, because the window is closing. So, uh, but you didn't win this year. You still have quarterback stuff. Uh, luckily, uh, this division is brutal. I think so the only running back who I saw got a hundred yards against them all year was Christian McCaffrey, which is a pretty yeah. cool stat. I think I saw that the only team player, the only running back with a hundred total yards against them was Christian McCaffrey. And so they, and they traded, traded for him. For him. Like, oh, yeah, you can't beat us. Join us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Seahawks last up here. Uh, look, they've got a ton of picks. They've got the five overall from Denver in the Russell Wilson deal. They've got 20 overall. Uh, they have two seconds. They got another second in that Russell deal. So they have two firsts two seconds, a third, a fourth, two fifths. They got um, uh, Pittsburgh's fifth for Akella Weatherspoon and a sixth. So lots of draft picks here. This is what a rebuild is. They are absolutely doing it correct. At quarterback, it's re-signed Gino. He was so good. And by the way, spoiler alert, my number one priority for them is re-sign Gino. Got to bring Gino back. We assume he's coming back unless they go and trade for Lamar. They have capital to now possibly trade for Lamar if that's something they want to do. Uh, but I think um, the whole team loves Gino. It's hard to – he graded well. He played well. It's hard to not see them uh, bring back Gino. He's probably going to be back. Um, they need depth behind Ken Walker and uh, DJ Dallas uh, at running back, but obviously Walker's the guy there. Wide receiver, CK, you answer me this. Are we done with Dwayne Eskridge as wide receiver three? Is that experiment done? I think it should be if you're a team that wants to compete because you have Lockett and Metcalf that should take so much coverage from you. So if you had any opportunity in the slot, like anything, it should Goodwin be awesome to, to make a uh, Marquise Goodwin seem to make better. Oh, Goodwin uh, looked better, better than of it. Yeah. Goodwin was much better in the slot than, than Eskridge was. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of done on Dwayne Eskridge at this point. 
Uh, tight end, they're good. Uh, they like to use all 16 of their different tight ends, and it's super annoying for fantasy, but uh, they're good there. Uh, offensive line, they need a starting center and an upgrade at right guard over Gabe Jackson, so one of their bigger needs of, along the offensive line. But they got their tackles uh, last year in the draft, and that really changed the complexion of this team. The interior of the defensive line, they need depth behind Harrison Woods. Um, edge rusher, they need a starter across from the Wosu. Uh, Taylor and Maffe are rotational at this point. Uh, Maffe young, Taylor old. So they need another starter, in my opinion, across from the Wosu, who's also on a one-year deal. Uh, so they need someone there. Uh, linebacker, Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton both graded very poorly. Uh, not great years. Barton started out hot. Um but just couldn't wrap it up. Jordan Brooks is, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a pass. This was his first year calling plays and stuff like that for the defense. Still a young player uh, on his rookie deal too, I believe. So uh, I think he's going to be fine. Um, but Barton is a, a bit of a question mark at this point. He got benched mid season. They were going with three safeties instead because they really didn't have a linebacker for it. So this is one of their bigger needs uh, corner. They need a boundary corner uh, woolen on one side, Bryant, uh, on the other, I don't know. That I think uh, Bryant could be replaced. Obviously, Woolen was outstanding. Uh, or Bryant, I believe, is on the slot. Um, but they need another guy on the other side. Safety, depth behind Adams and Diggs. Neil, Jones, and Abram are all unrestricted free agents. And uh, Jamal Adams loves to do one thing. It is get hurt. So, um, you know, that was the last bad trade for Seattle was trading for Jamal Adams. But they, they crushed this Russell Wilson deal. So they're sitting pretty now. And then they need a long snapper for special teams. So for this team who have the guns to pretty much do whatever they want in this draft, if they want a player, they can probably go get them unless, you know, uh, it's, they could trade for the bears first, uh, first overall pick. If there's a quarterback, they absolutely love. Um, but, uh, cause they have two first, two seconds. They have, I believe two first next year as well, but it's re-signed Gino, a boundary corner, Edge rushers, a center, a linebacker, wide receiver, running back depth, uh, and a guard. So that is what uh, Seattle needs. I, I don't know. Will you put Seattle or the Rams? If you were picking today, CK, Seattle or LA for second best team in this division? Because it ain't Arizona. We know that. No, it's definitely not Arizona. I would say Los Angeles is a better team than Seattle. But, I mean, at this time last year or even later, like right before the season started, we were talking about Seattle like – far and away as one of the worst teams in the NFL. We thought, first off, we yeah. thought Drew Locke was going to be the quarterback and we right. thought this was just going to be a disaster to watch and they made the playoffs. I mean, yeah, this team came out of nowhere and was pretty good. So yeah, Seattle, you said, this is how you do the rebuild. You have all this cap space. You have all these picks. You were better than we thought. And now it's just a matter of you know, depth here, depth there. Yeah. You've got it. You've got, you hit on five picks, already that you mentioned you got two starting offensive linemen now tackles for the next decade you have ken walker Tariq woolen was amazing so yeah i think if jamal adams could stay healthy think about what this secondary could be like with Tariq woolen and jamal adams and you know they we talk about legion of boom redone because yeah. and you can see it right so i I think Los Angeles is probably a better team than Seattle but that's not a slight on Seattle at all from where I thought and, they would be and just in terms of, you know, longevity, mm -hmm. we know L.A. is blowing up and restarting yes. this pretty soon. As soon as uh, Stafford retires, um, would you be shocked to see uh, Seattle move up to take one of the quarterbacks? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think so because I I do think they're going to give Gino, let's say like a three year thirty or three year ninety million dollars or something like that. I don't think this is a one year deal, and so you, I just said you you hit on unlikely you made the playoffs with so now you have a top five pick from Russell Wilson from Denver, which you didn't expect to have anyways. Maybe you did, but you thought it was going to be your own pick. You thought the Denver pick was going to be late, <laughs> and then it ended up not being it. So. If, you know, if they fall in love with C.J. Stroud, I could see that perhaps. But I think that you just prove that you can make the playoffs with Geno here. And now you just take advantage of it and just say, well, I pick five. Can we add at edge? Could we add Miles Murphy? Could we do that? Yeah, you could. And could he, would he instantly be a starter for you? I think he would. I think he would be a starter right across from you right away day one. I think Everyone's more likely putting Wilson in there. Every mock I've seen. Tyree Wilson. Tyree yeah. Wilson. Yeah, that would, uh, I mean, another one. He'd start day one for him, I think. But oh, I think more likely you take, this is a team. I feel like I mention them every week, but you take one of those second round picks, you have an extra second round pick and you just say, okay, well, we know you're going to need to miss your hand and hooker with your ACL. We just signed Gino. Take a couple of years off, do the Patrick Mahomes thing here. And let's see where this is at in a couple of years. I like that idea. The only pushback I'll give you at all is um, how often are you can be picking top five. Right. Mm -hmm. And have like, so my only thing here. Is that you know every single mock that I've seen is giving them Tyree Wilson or a lineman or something like that. Um, what if they fall in love with a quarter quarterback here? Um, you know, in, in this process, and they have the they have the capital to go and make it happen. If they fall in love with Levis, if they fall in love with Bryce Young, you know, Russell Wilson was kind of a smaller stature quarterback coming out too. So. Um, I would not be shocked at all to see Seattle at least attempt to move up if they fall in love because you're not going to be picking top five every single year. So uh, you have the horses to make it happen this year. So they might make it happen. I think you still give Gino the contract, right? The three years or whatever. To. You have you to. Have to. Uh, right. So I think you still give him that deal. Uh, but I think they could you know, start planning for the future right now and take a guy to sit behind Gino for a year whoever it should be. So I think that's a possibility as well. Oh, it's, it's definitely possible. We know we've seen it with this team, right? Where they said, we will sign a free agent. How much money did they give Matt Flynn? A ton, right? 4 million. Yeah. A ton of money. And then they made him like the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league at the time. And then they took Russell Wilson and they said, well, we, we like what Russell Wilson offers and they played him. So sure. Could you sign Gino? This team falls in love with, yeah, that's, this is Pete Carroll. He does, he does everything to the beat of his own drum and we kind of question it. And then it works out. That is what <laughs> that is what it seems to be at this point because yeah I said going into this year we thought this is probably the worst team in football they weren't they were pretty good out of nowhere and sure if Pete Carroll falls in love with Bryce Young could I see him moving up and still resigning Geno Smith and then it's truly like an open competition Geno Smith is the type of guy I don't think he would mind being on the bench I, I mean, we've he already sh- seen it right we've seen it. that's been his career he's yeah. definitely going to be a coach when he retires like he just loves and a good him, one so. I think I think he'll be a good, good one. one too like I Kellen think Moore. Yep, I think you're absolutely right about that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this this division is, uh, you know, it's not open. It's the Niners division to lose. But uh, the Rams could be back to being pretty good. The Seahawks are building something here. The Cardinals should at least be improved from where they were last season with a new head coach, uh, a real NFL caliber head coach too, hopefully. Uh, so we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, there is um, – there's a lot going on with the, within this division. So, um, you know, 
the NFC West is going to be another good one. We expect the Niners to come out of here. Maybe they'll. I can they trade those those picks, those third round picks. You can trade them, right? You can trade those. They also, I know the Niners are. Which we talked about the compensatory picks. I think they get announced soon. The Niners are expected to have, I think, five compensatory picks. There, oh, wow. I saw like three of them in the third round because of uh, Lake and Tomlinson, and I'd have to go back and remember who they were all lost. But I know there's a lot of projections that have the Niners getting like the most compensatory picks. But yes, you can trade the uh, what do they call them? JC picks. I think they're called yeah. JC picks. But you can, I think you can trade those ones. You can't trade the compensatory picks. Right. So, so there are still moves to be made. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, we, whatever they pick, the Welsh will complain about it. We know that. So, uh, it, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun on draft day, 100%, but that's going to wrap it up for us today. We appreciate you guys hanging out, talking some football with us, uh, at C O P I E P S on the Twitter machine for CK. What do you got coming up? I have the daily five. You can check that one out. We are starting to do the baseball podcast I'm on. That's called the heater. You can check that out. We talk real baseball as much as, and we talk fantasy too, but we do talk real baseball a lot there. So division stuff coming up here. Check those out. Absolutely. And then you can find me here uh, on the ITL baseball podcast and the fi- the fantasy pros dynasty pod as well with Pat Fitzmorris. We'll be talking about quarterbacks this week. So check all those out if you would in my Twitter at Bogman sports, and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.